This is the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. Now, from Studio B or wherever the Saints and Pelicans might be, here's Brianna Nowlin and Cassie Calvert. Good morning, Pelicans and Saints fans, and welcome to this Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. You're on with Bree and Cassie. And it's St. Patrick's Day this Friday. <laughs> and, and I'm not wearing green. Cassie is not wearing green. <laughs> womp, and I've womp. been so tempted to pinch you just for So fun. if you hear me squeal throughout the episode, it's probably because it Bree <laughs> You never know when I'm going to pinch you. <laughs> so I have that to look forward to today. Also have Pelicans game to look forward to tonight. Pelicans taking on the Rockets, who are pretty doing pretty well right now. I'd <laughs> say they're pretty comfortable at number three in the West, 47 mm-hmm. and 21 record. They're coming off a win over the Lakers on Wednesday. Pretty good win for them. James Harden, obviously in the MVP consideration. Steph Curry even named him. If he, he said this week, if he had to pick an MVP so far this season, his MVP would be James Harden. So that's pretty high praise from a guy who's been the MVP of the league twice. Right, definitely. He's coming off a kind of meh performance in the win against the Lakers, though. He was one of six from three, nine turnovers in 30 minutes played, but he did have a triple-double. Right. So, it's you know. Like, okay. <laughs> what, which one is worse? I don't know. 18 points, 13 assists, 12 rebounds. But you still have all those turnovers, but not likely that he would put two games like that back to back. So that's not going to be great for the Pelicans. Lou Williams also had a really good game for the Rockets on Wednesday. He actually made his debut the last for the Rockets the last time these two teams played. And they were facing his former team, the Lakers, on Wednesday. He has shot just 24.6% from the previous six games. But on Wednesday night against his former team, he made his first seven shots hitting consecutive buckets to start the fourth quarter, finished with a team-high 30 points. So I would say he broke out of that slump. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, Seven well, of nine three-point attempts, too. That's oh, crazy. Yeah. We'll also see some familiar faces in Eric Absolutely. Gordon and Ryan Anderson coming back to the Smoothie King Center. And tickets are still available. So if you want to come to the game tonight, it is at 7 p.m. in the Smoothie King Center and hopefully we'll have a little bit of good luck on our side since it's St. <laughs> Patrick's Day. Yeah, Eric Gordon has hit at least two three-pointers in 14 of their last 15 games played, and he's averaging three three-pointers three made over that span. So he's obviously been a really good spark off the bench for them. He's like definitely their sixth man this year, maybe even in consideration for sixth man of the year for the league. So guy who kind of had a tough season last year with the Pelicans has really turned it around this year for the Rockets, unfortunately, (laughs) for Pelicans fans. So not sure they'll be super stoked to see him back in the Smoothie King Center, especially if he keeps that up. They're also riding a three-game winning streak. They beat Mm -hmm. the Cavs this week at home as well. So Rockets are a really tough team right now. They are, definitely. We also have another little bit of Pelicans news. Yesterday, they announced that we signed guard Jordan Crawford for the remainder of the season, who was originally signed to the team on a 10-day contract. Yeah, he, he's coming off a 10-point game. In five games of the Pelicans, he's shooting over 50% from the field. He scored 19 points twice. He has been a great addition mm-hmm. for this team. I think fans are really, really excited that he'll be sticking around. Yeah, definitely. And this game would be the beginning of a Pelicans home stand. We're also playing on Sunday at 5 o'clock p.m. against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And the first 8,000 fans at the game will go home with Pelicans dog tags. 
Timberwolves are also doing really well this right now. They have wins over the Wizards and the Warriors in the past week. So they're ahead of the Pelicans in the Western Conference mm-hmm. right now at 11th at 28 and 39. We'll see Carl Anthony Towns, who AD actually said if he had to make a Kentucky super team, Carl Anthony Towns would be <laughs> on his. He also threw Boogie in there. I got John Wall and those guys. But high praise from AD on Carl Anthony Towns there to put him in the top five Kentucky guys all time. Speaking of basketball, flipping the switch a little bit, March Madness is officially underway. Three big upsets yesterday. Um, Xavier over Maryland. Middle Tennessee again beat Minnesota. And last year, remember, they were the number 15 seed, and they took down Michigan State at number two. So kind of another Cinderella story going into this year's tournament as well. And then Northwestern ended up beating Vanderbilt in a last-minute mistake with an intentional foul that ended up putting them ahead by one in the last 14 seconds, which is crazy. And it ended up being Northwestern's first NCAA tournament win in school history. Their first NCAA (laughs) tournament appearance, and they get their first win, but we really feel for that Vanderbilt kid. I know. You hate (laughs) to see that. Bless his heart. Speaking of Xavier, Jordan Crawford ended his college basketball career there and they did top Maryland like you said they'll play number three Florida State in Orlando tomorrow had a couple other Pelicans guys former teams play yesterday Solomon Hill from Arizona they topped North Dakota 100 to 82 yesterday they'll play St. Mary's in Salt Lake City tomorrow Etwan from Purdue they topped Vermont 80 to 70 yesterday they'll play Iowa State in Milwaukee tomorrow And Dante, his school is the top number one seed, Villanova, obviously former Mm. national champions. They topped Mount St. Mary's yesterday, 76 to 56. That's tough. So they'll play Wisconsin and Buffalo tomorrow. That should be a pretty good game. Wisconsin always makes a good NCAA NCAA tournament appearance. Some other big games to look out for, obviously Boogie and AD, Kentucky. They'll play tonight at 840 against Northern Kentucky. So AD and Boogie should be able to catch the end of that game once the Pelicans game wraps up. Drew's UCLA team at number three. They'll play at 8:57. This is a game I'm like kind of looking forward to. I'm looking forward to watching UCLA in the tournament this year. They played number 14 Kent State tonight, which probably be an easy matchup mm-hmm. for them. But they almost lost to USC in the Pac-12 tournament. Did lose to Arizona, but Lonzo Ball is in t- consideration for the top three pick going into the NBA draft this coming season. He's obviously been really controversial. His dad said a lot of things, but this kid is a really good player. He's shooting 41% from three, averaging almost eight assists per game. He has a kind of a style of play that seems like it'll translate well to the NBA. He's really good with the ball in his hands, good ball movement, shoot point guard. So look out for him throughout the tournament. Also, they have Bryce Alford, senior guard, who broke his own UCLA single season record for most threes made in a season. And when you think about UCLA, UCLA, they're a really good historical program. So the fact that this kid is breaking his own record there is really, really impressive. So that's another game looking forward to. Kansas plays tonight. We got Sheck and Wayne Selden from Kansas. I know there's one game you're really looking forward to, too. I wasn't going to bring it up, but (laughs) my Duke Blue Devils play Troy tonight. That'll also be during the Pelicans game. So if you're not at the game, you can flip back and forth. But I would Just definitely be refreshing screen. the scores. Yes. <laughs> I need one of those TVs where you can put like all four like four games on at once. Yeah. And like LeBron always posts a picture of his house, how he has like actually four TVs instead of just doing like split so screen. That's the dream. <laughs> Goals. <laughs> yes, exactly. So we've got a great weekend of basketball headed your way. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. It's the best time of the year. Love the insight. Love it. Looking on to the Saints side of things, we have no official news 
um, from about any of the visits that happened yesterday with Malcolm Butler. Um, so we're just waiting to hear and see if that comes to fruition, if they're able to work out some kind of crazy complicated deal in order to get him in a Saints jersey. Stay um, tuned on that one. We're also waiting to hear about Boogie's technical foul, if that will be rescinded. He seemed to think it would from Wednesday's game. There's also been reports from league sources that it will. So stay tuned on that one as well. And coming up on today's show, we're going to hear from one of our newest Saints players, wide receiver Ted, Ted Ginn Jr., who the Saints signed last week at the start of free agency over from the Carolina Panthers. And then we're also going to hear from Rachel Nichols. Daniel Salerson sat down with her and got to talk with her um, about her show, The Jump on ESPN, and a couple other basketball they talked about Northwestern. She's a Northwestern grad there, so I'm sure she was she was at the game yesterday. I'm sure she was excited, so it'd be cool to hear from her perspective on that. Mm. Yep, so stay tuned. Got a great show coming up for you. The future is bright for your New Orleans Pelicans with the addition of all-star DeMarcus Cousins along with Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. The time is now to become a Pelican season ticket holder. Those locking in their seats by Friday, March 31st will take advantage of the price freeze and also receive a food and beverage gift card worth up to $600. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today and win the night. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things, like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Welcome back to the show. We have a very special guest joining us right now. She's the host of The Jump, which airs at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central on ESPN. Plus, you can see her on SportsCenter, Outside the Lines, E60. What I'm saying is Rachel Nichols does it all for ESPN, and we're happy to have her on the program today. Hi, Rachel. Glad to have you on. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I'm thrilled to be here. Rachel, first off, I want to start off talking about The Jump. As an NBA fan, I really enjoy it because it – has that laid-back feeling, but you get so much information out of it from you and your guests. This is your second season hosting it. Is it as fun for you to do as it is for me to watch? Yeah, we love it. I mean, we're kind of freed up a little bit by being in the middle of the afternoon. Most shows about basketball that are out there, not all of them, but most of them are pregame shows or postgame shows, right? So 
you know, they got to talk about the game that is about to happen and set it up, or they have to talk about the games that just happened and kind of go through highlights and stuff like that. We don't. We just want to talk about what's interesting, right? And, and it should feel like you sitting around talking about basketball with your friends, but what if one of your friends was Tracy McGrady? <laughs> or like today, what if one of your friends was Scotty Pippen, who was on our panel today? So it, it's kind of got that banter feel, but you've also got the ingredients of someone who's really been there and played the game and kind of adds some stuff to it that maybe you and your guys sitting around don't necessarily have. So you get a little bit of that element, too. Um, we were talking about how important – um, seating and home court advantages during the playoffs today. And, and Scotty was just trying to make a point. He didn't, I don't think he even realized he was saying it. And he said, uh, you know, in my first three championships, seating and, and home court was really important. But in the second three, I didn't think it was that big a deal. And, and the rest of us on set just cracked up. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine being able to say that? You know, in my first three championships, but then in the second three, I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah, not a lot of people can say that. And I'm glad he mentioned those two names because it's actually on my list here. I was saying, how jealous I am that you get to talk to these guys like Tracy McGrady and Scotty Pippen on a on a night in and night out basis. How is it working with so many guys who have had such an impact on the NBA? Well, it's a lot of fun because we have a big range, and I think that was another goal we have at the show is that you want guys who've had different experiences. So Scotty's going to just blurt that out like he did today mm-hmm. because that's his experience, right? To him, that's that's his life. That's yep. that's what he talks about. Tracy had the experience of being this prodigy, right? Came straight from high school through these fantastic skills and things he got to do at a young age and the dunks and everything else, um, wasn't able to find that playoff success because of injuries. So there are stories like that in the NBA, and he has been able to come from that perspective. And when someone has a serious injury, he's certainly able to add a little bit more than someone who hasn't been in that position. you got a guy like Steven Jackson, who's on our show a lot, who's obviously like a real colorful guy and you know was more of a, a tougher guy throughout his career and, and sort of uh, had played a variety of roles, so skills, some skill roles, some enforcer roles, always more of a character on the teams that he was on. And you need those kinds of guys in the NBA. Teams can't survive without them. So you get that perspective on our show. So that's kind of what we set out to do is to have a range of different kinds of players. And being able to do that has been so great because you can see it during the discussions, like who adds what. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a lot of these same teams over and over again, the teams that are you know on the edge of the playoff right. level. We're going to talk about them a lot. We're going to talk about the teams at the top of the league a lot. When you have guys who have different things to say about them, the conversation is always interesting. Yeah, no doubt about that. And also you were in New Orleans recently, of course, for All-Star Weekend. And this might be a touchy, touchy subject to bring up you and Zach Lowe with your encounter with King Cake Baby since it was the first oh, week in Mardi Gras. But have you two recovered from that traumatic moment? Zach certainly has not. I can report <laughs> that he is still in a corner shaking. The lights have to be off. There has to be soft music playing at all times. Um, Zach, who, who has a, a complicated relationship with mascots in general, mm-hmm. definitely freaked out by King Cake Baby. <laughs> we loved having King Cake Baby on our set. I, as anybody who listens to our show knows, I talk about it a lot. I, I love New Orleans. It is my favorite city in America. Um, I didn't spend time there growing up, but um, I ended up spending a lot of time there working for ESPN, um, covering the Hornets coming back, you know, the, unfortunately what happened with Hurricane right. Katrina, and then the Hornets kind of coming back there, and, and, and them going back and forth, and then the Saints coming back. I was on the sidelines working as a sideline reporter for that Monday night football game that, of course, was the rejuvenation of the Dome and yeah. then was there for the Super Bowl. And it's funny, when the Saints went to the Super Bowl, my bosses at ESPN said to me, uh, do you want to go to Miami and, and do coverage on the Saints? And, and I actually said, I, I want to be in New Orleans. I, I want to yeah. do coverage on the city. So I skipped the actual Super Bowl to be in the city on the day of the Super Bowl. And we did coverage from there and sort of what it meant to the city because I thought that it was such an important sort of seismic 
thing. I love being there. I think it's just got great character and the people are amazing. So I was so thrilled when the All-Star Game landed there. I kind of wish we could just do it there every year. As you can tell, I haven't recovered from the fact that we had to leave. Yeah, I know. I would agree. I think it should be there every year as well. Um, let's talk about the Pelicans while we're talking about New Orleans. And, of course, they've been a topic of discussion on your show as many as far as other shows as well with the acquisition of DeMarcus Cousins. There have been some growing pains since the All-Star break, but also the team is starting to play a little better with Boogie on the court. What, what do you make of the Pelicans bringing Boogie to the Big Easy? Well, I think it was a fantastic trade for them. And if somebody offers you that deal, you have to make it. Sell them completely made the right decision pulling the trigger on that and and look there's no guarantees no one can say for sure this is going to work out and be the thing that turns the franchise around but if these are the opportunities you take these are the chances you take when someone offers you that you take it um i like the marcus cousins a lot i think he's fun i think he's smart i think he's interesting i definitely agree that he has some maturity issues that Mm -hmm. he's got to work out but i'm interested to see if he can do that in new orleans i think that he's around good people in elton gentry and anthony davis and the skill set Anthony Davis has and the skill set DeMarcus has are both just so special. And to have both of those on one roster is such an opportunity. I just think you're going to see games like that game against Portland this week where everything comes together and you see the potential there, those big, big pick and rolls, just all the different things they can do. Of course, that alley-oop dunk, which was amazing. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, where you just see opportunity, and it's going to be a matter of, you know, does Drew end up staying after the summer? What other pieces do they put around them? You know, the day after you get traded for Boogie, we put up your strength of schedule because I think a lot of people, the minute the Boogie trade was made, said, oh, great, they're going to get the eight seed in the playoffs. On the jump, we sort of said, hey, we just want everybody to know how difficult that would be. You guys had the toughest strength of schedule of any of the remaining teams competing for that number eight seed. You had a guy coming in from scratch. You had chemistry you had to do from scratch. You had to learn the team and the coaches and everything else from scratch. So we don't think, on our show, we're not saying that if you guys don't make the playoffs, it's a disappointment because it was a hard task to ask anyway. Um, what we're more interested in is what kind of chemistry develops between those two and then what pieces are put around them over the summer. So we have a big summer for New Orleans, and, and I'm very curious. This is a huge opportunity. Most teams do not get this kind of talent in this, this level of their prime at the same time sort of in their lap. I, I, I really hope that, that something special can happen here. Yeah, and that led me to my next question is, well, we talk about they might not make the playoffs this season still – technically in the hunt there, but um, it's tough right now chasing Denver, Portland, Dallas, and Minnesota. But do you feel like the Pelicans are at least in better position now heading into the offseason to compete in the West since they probably have now the, the best front court duo in the NBA? Oh, absolutely. And, and it just changes. I mean, th- th- this rewrites Anthony Davis's career potentially. And again, you know, it's all potential. We have to see what happens. But yeah. you had a situation at times this season where from the outside it felt like, oh, my gosh, Anthony Davis is a singular talent in the NBA, a big man who can play like a guard and just everything that he can do. Um, and the injuries, frankly, just, I mean, it's the most snake-bit team in the league. Um, the players around him at different times, whether it was injury or roster building, it, it just felt like, wow, this talent could end up just kind of going unfulfilled. This is a guy who might not end up in a lot of playoff series, who we might not get to see what he can do. And with the Marcus there – you've got to feel like they got a shot to make some noise in the postseason. Not maybe this postseason, but going forward to other postseasons. And again, pressure is still on. Yeah. The front office there, what kind of roster are you going to build around these guys? Because now no one can say, oh, no one's going to want to come play there. you got the best city in the country. you got the best front court in the league. You should be able to sign good free agents. 
if you're smart about managing the roster, smart about managing the salary cap, you should be able to put together a really good team. Yeah, it should be an interesting offseason, that's for sure. Um, one storyline I'm glad you mentioned earlier about the seeding in the Western Conference with the Warriors now struggling in the Spurs. Do what they do. They sit quietly, and now they're atop the conference standings. What do you make of this race for home court in the West, especially after what you saw last Saturday with the Warriors resting players, and now the Spurs are right there with Golden State? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you're airing this on a Friday. You and I are talking yep. on a Wednesday. So, you know, what? I think the race could probably change four times in between. Yep. <laughs> but absolutely in the big picture, the fact that the Warriors didn't play a rest against the Spurs now means that the Spurs will own a tiebreaker against them. Um, because they won that game. So they still have one more game to play against each other, but if they do end up in a tie-break situation, the Spurs would take that number one seed, and that really matters in the West. It's not just do you get home court in an eventual Western Conference Finals if it comes down to that one and two. Who you play in the Western Conference playoffs this year, it's a big range. We don't know where the Thunder are going to end up. They've been bouncing between that sixth and seventh spot, but let's say they end up in the number seven spot. That's where they've been much of the last couple months. So if you're the number two seed, you're suddenly playing Russell Westbrook and the Thunder in the Mm -hmm. first round. The Rockets look like they're getting locked into that number three spot. So if form holds in the second round, you will be playing James Harden and the Rockets in the second round before you even get to the conference finals and then potentially play, you know, the number one seed. That's a big difference from no disrespect to the teams in the other parts of that Western Conference. That's a big that's a big gauntlet to go through before you even get to hopefully the NBA Finals where you might see LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers or someone who knocked them off. So so that one and two seed seems like a big swing to me, and of course it will depend on who else falls where in those Western Conference seedings. But it's not something I would take lightly. That's for sure. Yeah, no doubt about that. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out in these last few weeks or so. But I can't let you leave without talking Northwestern hoops. They're finally in the NCAA tournament for the first time, and I know. You're very excited, but in, we're taping this. It'll air on Friday. Hopefully, Northwestern is winning on Thursday when we uh, talk about this on Friday. But how exciting is it to see your team finally in the big dance? It's amazing, right? Your listeners right now who are listening to this know if I'm happy in the future. Well, I do not know if I'm happy yeah. by the time <laughs> I'm actually going to be at the game in Salt Lake City. I'm getting on a plane a couple hours from now. Um, it's amazing. I mean, Northwestern University actually hosted one of the first NCAA tournament games, but they've never been in it. So the tournament's been going on. March Madness has been going on for 78 years. Um, it's the only major conference school, I was told, that has never been in the NCAA That's tournament crazy. in those almost 80 years. Um, and finally, it's happening. So it's funny. Um, you know, I am going. Uh, my friend Mike Wilbon, you know, who I work with, is right. going. Jay Adande is going. All the Northwestern grads that you know and see in the media who are sort of waving the purple we're going because I can say this might never happen in my lifetime again. It hasn't happened in almost 80 years. I'm not making it another 80. So, you know, this this could be it. I certainly hope it's not. I think the way Chris Collins, uh, Doug Collins' son, has built up this program as a head coach has been remarkable. He's just such a good coach in his own right. Um, and the players have, have been phenomenal. And it's, it's just so exciting to see. It does give you hope for the future. But just in case, I'm going to the game. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure it'll be a blast. And uh, they may be an eight-seed in the tourney, but as far as broadcasters, they're definitely a one-seed. That's for sure. That's Rachel Nichols from ESPN's The Jump. Make sure you tune in weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and 2 p.m. Central. Rachel, this was so much fun. Best of luck with Northwestern, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Talk to you guys soon. All right. We'll be right back. You're at a dinner party. You're seated next to a loudmouth. Plus, there's no bread. Why is there no bread? 
Myrtle the family chow chow seems very interested in you, but you're allergic to Myrtle and you left your inhaler at home. But it doesn't have to be this way. Win the night with the New Orleans Pelicans, facing off against the Houston Rockets Friday, March 17th. Bring your whole clan and celebrate St. Patrick's Day with the Pels. Visit pelicans.com for tickets and win the night. Are you ready for a new challenge? Set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with over 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce cup, and sip your way to your goal weight. With flavors like pineapple mango, strawberry blueberry, dark chocolate banana, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goal. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Take the challenge as part of a low-calorie diet and daily exercise program. Weight loss depends on individual needs. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. It is our pleasure to welcome in the Saints wide receiver, and that is Ted Ginn, who uh, I've watched play at Ohio State and now have enjoyed his NFL career in Shure. I'm pleased to have him now as a member of the Black and Gold. Ted, congratulations. I'm hoping that you're uh, pleased with your decision, and I'm wondering what it's been like for you and your family over the last week. Well, you know, um, it, it's been great. Uh, you know, first off, thank you. Thank, thank the man upstairs. Uh, uh, you know, without this opportunity, there's no opportunity. You know, uh, I'm just happy to be here. Uh, you know, all the Saints is a great organization, uh, and I had pretty good games against them on the win and lose side, and uh, I enjoyed all of it. Uh, it's been a great thing for me, for me and my family. Uh, the base of my family is from New Orleans. You know, so it's from Louisiana, so. Uh, you know, it's good to go back and uh, play for the fans, but I should play for my family, too. Ted, I know that family had something to do with it, but tell me more about what went into your decision to sign with New Orleans. You know, uh, you know, when you get an opportunity to, to, to play with a guy like Drew Brees, uh, you don't know, uh, I mean, it's, it's, no, it's no question, you know, uh, who else can you who else can you really uh put yourself with outside of uh a guy like him, you know? So once that opportunity came up, uh things wasn't going as planned as I wanted them to with with the Panthers. So uh it was time to move on. So uh, not move why not move on to a guy like Drew Bridge. And you'll stay in the division too. Won't that make for some interesting uh Sundays coming next fall? Two meetings against your old team. Well, you know, um you know, I, I don't think that uh, I made my decision to, to you know, base uh, 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 a rival against those guys. You know, I made my decision that was the best for me and my family, and um, that was New Orleans Saints. You know, and uh, hey, I'm, it, it is a good deal that they 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 are in the division, but in the same sense, hey, we're gonna take it one game at a time and play it one game at a time. Yep, no doubt. Hey, Ted, you've been around the league a little bit now. You've got some skins on the wall. How would you say that you're different now than, say, earlier in your career? I mean, um, you know, uh, as I say, I was just a little bit more savvy into the game. Uh, years of this game, playing this game, no matter if you're at the high or the low of this game, uh, it do put a lot of attention into who you are, you know, and uh, – I just say that I, I let the game grow me and I grew in the game, you know, and uh, I just try to take out what I know I put into it, and that was just hard work and dedication, you know, and at the end of the day, to be able to play 11 years in the NFL, 
no matter uh, how many teams that you've played on, uh, it's an accomplishment and it's, and it's a gift. Ted, you're going to come into New Orleans and work with some young wide receivers. Michael Thomas, uh, notably Willie Sneed, too. Uh, have you have you gotten yourself into a position to where um, it's okay to teach at this point in your career? Would you like to pass along some that you've learned to them? I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, for me to be able to be at the years that I am, I couldn't I couldn't do it just by myself. Uh, you just can't do it with just coaching. Uh, you know, it had to be a karate of, of things. You know. I just think throughout my time and throughout my 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 uh, career um, with you know the different people that I had in my in my stables, you know, and, you know, in different different areas, different uh, different people I had, you know, uh, helped me grow as a man, helped me grow as a receiver, and uh, that's what I know uh, I could create for these guys is just being able to, you know, be that. That older guy that they kind of been through every step of stone that you can really do or become as a receiver. You know, I'd have been from number one down to uh, not even playing sometimes, you know. So, um, you know, it's just a growth that you got to have. And sometimes you got to take the punches with the, with, with, with the, with the, with the wheel, you know, and just have fun while you do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned playing with Drew Brees. Have you talked mm-hmm. to Drew yet? And if so, what did you all discuss over the weekend? Well, you know, uh, we haven't really talked like like we want to, you know. Uh, but, you know, uh, I'm happy. He's happy. Uh, we know what we have. You know, we just need to, you know, get together, iron the things out, and straighten out some of the cricket areas, you know, and uh, just push forward. I know it's a great tandem. It could be a great tandem. We just have to get on the right page. No doubt, no doubt. Ted Ginn Jr. here with us on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, Ted, I think the Saints fans are excited about the possibility of you returning punts for New Orleans. I got to ask you, it takes a special individual to uh, stand there all alone and field something 80 feet out of the air with 10 guys running down the field willing to take your head off. Um, what is that mentality, and how have you been able to deal with that over the years? Well, you know, I, I, I'm, you know I'm grateful to be one of the best punters in the game. Uh, you know, playing playing against that guy for the last couple of years, been a headache for myself. As good as it, as good as I have been, um, he he's been great. You know, a guy that put a ball two yards from the sideline, you know, with forty yard distance and and, and a net that that guy has. You know, uh, it's gonna be great to be able to be on the same squad with him. But uh, you know, I'm just gonna enjoy it for what it's worth, have fun, and uh, you know, that's one of my biggest attributes that I bring to the game. Is that you know, I'm a uh, a punt returner. I'm a specialist, and that's what I like to do. And and the thought of breaking one is that on your mind every time you get back there? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, that's what that's why you're a punt returner. That's why you play this game. I don't think nobody who lines up that they crash and don't think that they they're not supposed to do the biggest thing that that it is. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm a linebacker, man. I want to. Feel my guy hit him and forced fumble. You know what I'm saying. So why not want to, uh, you know, catch a stretch and then hit it? You know what I'm saying. I mean that's uh, that's just uh, the nature of the game. No doubt, no doubt. Hey, I, I would imagine you're ready to make some new memories uh, with the New Orleans Saints. But in 11 years now, Ted in the league, can you describe for me your your favorite NFL moment so far? Ah. <sighs> 
man, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't did a lot of things, you know. But uh, you know, I would probably say right now, uh, being being ten years in this game, uh, you know, uh, you know, they only say you know, you're supposed to be on fourteen tops, you know. Uh, that's you know what they used to say. Uh, you know, I I say right now, my biggest joy is being able to transfer over to that that eleventh year, uh, man the Saints being able to give me my opportunity to show them that I can still play this game. And, um, you know, right now, that's honestly like the biggest gift that I have out of this, out of this game. Ted, one of my favorite things to do is to go into the Saints locker room and listen to guys uh, jab each other a little bit about their alma maters. And now mm-hmm. there are going to be two Ohio State wide receivers in that group room. Um, yeah. that, that's a lot of Buckeye talk right there. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know they say receivers don't really come out of come out of Ohio State. You know, um, now I got two of them. You know, and you know uh, we're just gonna go out, man, and we're just gonna have fun, man, and you know just show what our alma mater is really about. Tell me about your upcoming off season, or at least the rest of it. What would you like to to accomplish, maybe on and off the field? Ah, you know, uh, you know, on the field. You know, I just want to just be able to come out and, uh, and show the world that I can still play this game and, and uh, you know, just get, get all the way right with, with my new beginning, you know, and, uh, and you know, just just stay who I am, man. Just don't never switch up with who I am. Uh, I'm very, you know, well-rounded young man, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, as these days just keep going on, I just want to just stay me. All right. That sounds good. We can't wait to get you here at the facility and uh, look forward to getting you uh, ready to go for work. It won't be long now. Ted, enjoy uh, the moment and uh, hope that you uh, are safely uh, with your family and have them all squared away for the move and whatnot. All the best, and thanks for the visit today. Thank you. Got it. Ted Gidd, Jr., newest wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. The future is bright for your New Orleans Pelicans with the addition of all-star DeMarcus Cousins along with Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. The time is now to become a Pelican season ticket holder. Those locking in their seats by Friday, March 31st will take advantage of the price freeze and also receive a food and beverage gift card worth up to $600. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today and win the night. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Wrapping things up on today's episode of the Black and Blue Report. Again, remember today is Pelicans game day. Pelicans take on the tough Houston Rockets tonight in the Smoothie King Center at 7 p.m. Make sure you get your tickets and tune in if you aren't able to make it to the game. Um, And then we also have another game on Sunday 
at 5 p.m. against the Minnesota Timberwolves. So coming up on Monday's show, we'll be recapping those two home games and hopefully talking about some Pelicans wins, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, we'll talk about the NCAA tournament, hopefully have some Saints free agency news by then. Hopefully be recapping, you know, Duke winning this weekend, (laughs) (laughs) as well as Kentucky and all the teams our Pelicans players care about, but mostly Duke. (laughs) But mostly Duke. Well, you're not going to be here Monday, though. I'm sure sure Sean doesn't care about Duke. (laughs) I'll have to tell him to throw that in on Monday. (laughs) Yeah. So Pelicans looking to potentially move towards evening the season series with the Rockets. They have two losses against them, but still two chances to play them this season two crucial games if they want to move up in the western conference standings make Mm -hmm. that playoff push every game is crucial right now as we said right past couple weeks so looking forward to two great pelicans games this weekend and hopefully we'll be back monday recapping two great wins until monday we hope you have a great weekend and go pelicans thanks for listening to this edition of the black and blue report presented by abc insurance agencies a better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.